the latest episode of The Ugly Truth. Today, I talk about my anniversary with producer Deb. It's been 23 years, you guys. That's crazy. So it's love, marriage, and babies. All of this plus some ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs, Jamie. Fuck off! No, I'm not. No. Paula. Everyone's an asshole. We have been. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 484. Here we are. Uh, this show is dry. <laughs> I know you were almost like, we are so <laughs> I'm not going to do it. It's been the, a year. <laughs> I know. It's just. I feel like they're just, it's like this little lull, but I don't know. I don't want to do it. I I don't. That just shows you how much control Daryl has over you. I'm against it morally, but I can't <laughs> stop doing it. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, we are though sisters and we do podcasts, but. The show is dropping on August 2nd, which is a Sunday. And the reason that's such a big, it's not a big deal for many of you. But for me, it's for Daryl specifically, it's a very big deal because it's our wedding anniversary. Oh, It'll be 23 years, which is a long time for me. Well, Jamie, (laughs) it's a long time for anyone. Okay. I wasn't sure. I don't know why you say it's a long time for me. I'm like, oh, because all your other marriages failed. Oh, no, (laughs) that's me. (laughs) Oh, that's you. Well, first of all, it makes you realize how fucking old you get how old we're getting which i hate yeah the other thing is is that i and i've said this before to you and and others i never thought i was the marrying kind for starters mm-hmm. because i had i was a single mom with two kids different baby daddies and that is kind of frowned upon in society well at <laughs> I the mean, time it was yeah yeah i mean i even to this day i would not be a fan of myself if that's who i was at 26 i mean i'd be like this is not ideal it's hard. It's a really hard life when you're a single parent with two children. It's not something anybody should choose unless they're yeah. millionaires. I mean, some women opt to do it. They just get it done by a turkey baster or a sperm bank or they do you know, or they adopt and yeah. they, they bring it upon themselves. Generally speaking, though, women who choose to be single parents have income that is makes their, makes it very easy. You know, they have a really they have a lot of stability financially. And so, you know, it's not a problem. But when you're 20 and you discover you're pregnant by your ex-boyfriend and you're like, holy shit, you know, it's not the flu. That is not the ideal scenario. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, the fact that, you know, Daryl saw through all of that for some reason and now we're just together. I credit him highly with the reason why we're still married because, you know, I wanted to cut out eight years in and he didn't Mm -hmm. and so it worked out it was great so here we are 23 years later so every year I go through this box I have that has all of the mementos from our wedding to remind myself how far we've come because we were destitute when we got married but Mm -hmm. but we really wanted an actual wedding and so (laughs) I always pull out the receipt from the hotel that we got married at now it was a brand new hotel we were only the third wedding to ever have there so everything was brand new and beautiful if, if you recall you yeah were there. so that was in our favor 
But we had a grand, we spent a grand total of $3,900 on our wedding, which in this day and age is a wedding dress. (laughs) It's like totally different. Yeah. And we like, we even saw how much alcohol we purchased was just like barely a case. It was so minimal that I was like, wow, we literally bought enough champagne to simply have a toast and that's it. Yeah. So we did have a cash bar, which I regret to this day, but I mean, there was no way we could afford to pay for everyone to have alcohol for four hours it was just it was impossible so i was looking through all the receipts i'm like dude we spent thirty nine hundred dollars on our wedding including the cake including the booze everything including the ceremony i mean it was crazy my wedding dress was like three hundred dollars i mean it was just such a low level budget i don't regret it like there's nothing the only thing i regret is mom making me wear nylons (laughs) in august yeah, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I know. Well, and she made me spit out my gum right before I walked down the aisle. Mm, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah. That's uh, tacky. So that was probably a good move. Me snapping my gum. You're not Britney Spears. It's I like mean. I'm Pinky Tuscadero walking down. Hey. Uh. <laughs> well, you'd be so. saying your vows and then fall out of your mouth. I oh, know God. Sure. And then Daryl would cleavage. step in it on accident. You'd be like, oh, God. Embarrassing. That's typical. So we were pulling everything out and I was just like, God, I'm so sorry. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, I saved nothing. I have our guest book. I have the topper from our wedding cake and I have my garter and uh, that's it. What do you mean that's it? That's a lot. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know where half that shit went. I probably threw it away. And I was like, we didn't have like, we didn't have the champagne glasses. We didn't have the cake cutting knife. We didn't have any of that stuff. And Daryl's like, oh no, we have that somewhere. I'm like, I don't think so. I said, I don't save anything. I'm not very, I'm not into that. I don't have keepsakes of a lot of well, stuff. Well, I mean, did you guys buy that or was it provided by the hotel? I don't remember. I, if it I don't was provided remember. by the hotel, you wouldn't keep it. Of course. I know. But I, I remember a box. I remember purchasing something from like things remembered in the mall or something. I really remember buying it. I just don't know where it ended up. So whatever. See, what, I don't what, even care. Well, but what I'm are just... you going to do with it? What are you guys exactly. going to another cake? Well, like I told Daryl, I said, I mean, I guess I'm not too regretful because what am I going to do? Take it out and stare at it every day. And then when we die, give it to someone. I mean, it's not a Tiffany silver set. It was just some shit we bought, you know, at some store that doesn't even exist anymore. You know, what are you going to do? Give it to one of the kids when they get married? Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> you know, well, I even said that I go, this isn't the, these aren't the kinds of things that you pass on unless it's some kind of family heirloom glasses that were on your mouth 25 years ago (laughs) well the knives but i was like nah you know i and then i get over it oh and then i found the bustier that i thought i could wear under my wedding dress which i did not by the way because it was a size c cup it fits around the the circumference fits around but the c cups it was like a joke it was like nipple those nipple uh things those tassels it barely fit I, I have one from mm-hmm. my first marriage. It's a black one. And mm-hmm. I take it out every once in a while. I look at it and they look they look like eye patches. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I'm like, how did how did I ever wear this? Well, I just pulled it out and I said, I didn't wear this. I can tell. I try can tell that I tried it on several times, but I have never in my life been a size C outside of like tenth grade. So I know there's no way I wore it. So I was, you know, now Daryl is getting mushy already. You know, we were a week out. And so he's already, he goes, this is my time of year. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, I just get really, you know, starry eyed. And, and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, hey, can we do, if we're going to talk about traditions and, you know, reliving our, our wedding week, maybe we should just not have sex for a week. (laughs) 
him. He's just like, you guys really did that. We did. I did it. I made him do it. It's so dumb. And you know why? Because on our wedding night, I was so effing tired. I didn't want to have sex. And he's like, oh, no, we have to have sex. And I'm like, all right. You know what? That's so dumb. Ever. I think it is Victor, dumb. Well, I was actually mad because Victor's just like, well, I can't see the bride the day, uh, the night before the wedding. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, I'm going to spend the night at my sister's house. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm like, that's <laughs> stupid. And he's just like, what, do you think we were just going to all go to the chapel together? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I thought it'd be you, me and Ryan. We just go there and then we go in different rooms and get dressed. <laughs> and I'm like, why do we have to like not spend the day together? I'm like, that's, that's stupid. And he's I just like. I remember that. Because he's like, it's, you know, but it was his first wedding. We had the wedding primarily because Daryl really wanted one of his own accord. I, of course, you know, who doesn't want the dress? I liked the dress. I, I was excited about it. So, you know, so we went and did it very cheaply, but we did it and it was great. So anyway, that's what we're doing this weekend. So when this show drops, we'll be in Tahoe celebrating our wedding anniversary. And I kind of already know what I'm getting for a gift because Daryl's not good at it. I'm getting jewelry. Oh, is that what he's getting you? I'm almost 100% sure. Yes. 99.9% sure. Unless he's got something else up his sleeve that I'm unaware of, I know I'm getting earrings. Not diamonds, but I'm getting earrings. Ones that I've been eyeing for a while. Oh, well, I mean, you already got your J-Lo hoops, so... Yeah, well, I have several pairs of those, but these are different. So anyway, we'll see. I will tell you next week if it is true that I get these earrings. But we'll see. Anyway, so first comes love, then comes marriage. Oh, so when I'm looking through, oh, this is what I wanted to tell you before we move on to babies. I found, when I was looking for these, these smattering of wedding mementos that I have, I was looking through some boxes in the garage and I found a big box of photos and awards from our childhood because I had forgotten that when mom went through her giant cleansing period to remove all memories of her children, she gave them to me. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, my God. So I was looking through, hands down, you won the most awards in school Mm -hmm. than I did. It was you, me, Stephanie, Allison. And so (laughs) I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, Paula got so many awards. I have this thick binder of all of your paper awards. Uh And and so I'm still the biggest disappointment. (laughs) Funny how that goes, isn't it? So anyway, I was looking through all of them. I found the newspaper article that you were in for Song and Dance. Mm -hmm. And you were even quoted about the reason that you loved it is because we get to be in the paper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was so hilarious. And you're right in the corner it's really funny so anyway Mm. we were just going through all these photos and I found oh my god I found like my diary from high school I opened up one page and was immediately like mortified I said no this must be burnt I hate it I hate it you know reading what you write when you're a teenager is literally the worst thing ever so that's gotta go I have all mine still so yeah I have mine and I just I'm like why do I keep these but you know whatever I didn't throw it away yesterday but it's like just opening it up and just going, oh my god, you know. But you well, know, at least I, you don't have like three notebooks and a chest at the end of your bed with a key, and then your kids get to read about your tour to fair for four days. Oh my god! <laughs> with, with the National Geographic photographer after you die, right? No, they're just going to find USB uh, drives of all of my podcasts. <laughs> They'll be like, "Did you know our mother?" Blah blah blah. Anyway, you know, drinking my whiskey when I'm dead. Right. No, but it was really interesting to see all the photos of us as kids and. You know, we, I, I don't know who thought we were cute. 
Oh, and I read uh, report cards. Of course, you were brilliant, advanced, mm-hmm. everything. And I was too, except that I had, I, Paula, I had body image issues in kindergarten. I had never, really? I had never read that before. And it said, uh, th- they basically had this checklist of all the behaviors and the skills that they're advancing or, you know, working on or whatever. So the first one was, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was not doing well with making friends and maintaining friendships. In the beginning of kindergarten. And then at the end, really? it said, much better. Well, I know why. Uh, I was telling the kids yesterday about this incident. On the first day of kindergarten, I remember this very vividly. We all were sitting on the, the blue carpet to be introduced to the teacher. All the parents were in the back, you know, watching because it's the first day of school. And there was a little girl sitting next to me and she had super bright red cheeks. I think she was probably like German or Swedish. You know how they have super flushed red cheeks yeah it's really a pretty look anyway uh so i turned and i saw her really bright red round cheeks and i bit her cheek (laughs) jamie and then she started screaming of course and of course it was a big thing and they're like why did you do that and i said well it looks like an apple i wanted to see if it tasted like it too and so i was sent home and i couldn't come back for a couple of days i got suspended (laughs) are you kidding me no, I'm not kidding. I absolutely did it. Then I obviously had to apologize when I returned to main because t- of course they're just like she's not ready for kindergarten, <laughs> and it's like yes she is. So I got I got to try to do it again, and then of course didn't didn't bite anyone after that. What a bizarre thing to do. <laughs> I'm sure Dad thought it was hilarious. Oh, I'm sure he was laughing his head off. But and then at the end it says positive body image, and it says we're working on it, and I'm like what? I'm like. Ah working on it i'm six how could i have body image issues at six but i did isn't that insane i was really surprised to read that who knows i don't know but anyway it was cool you know finding all the citizenship awards and then i found this little ribbon and i posted it on social media it's like oh i thought this was mine this twin lakes citizen good citizen award and i flip it over and it's stephanie's i'm like well this is obviously a lie because she's not a citizen she's not a good citizen well i saw that too but then i'm just like you know that looks like an adult's handwriting and so i'm like she must have conned someone into believing that she, you know, was actually a good citizen. And that's what I put. I'm like, her. Split, she must have per- perfected her split personalities by then. <laughs> well, all I can say is that I think every student is recognized during the year. Everybody gets to be the good citizen of the week at some point, And you get the ribbon and the photo. Yeah, I guess if it's the actual award, that's mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah. But, you know, a ribbon or something. Actually... Did they give out a good citizen ribbon? At Twin Lakes, we did. Yes, we got a ribbon. And honestly, I don't have one. I never got one. If I did, I can't find it. Maybe mom threw it away. You were a little rough around the edges. Apparently so. Who knew? (laughs) But Stephanie definitely did. Walking around, biting cheeks and all. I mean, geez. (laughs) God. Talk about establishing dominance in the (laughs) kindergarten. It's like, all right, when you get in there, find the strongest one and beat them up. bite them and then they'll everyone yeah, really alone they're just like that one's crazy you never know what kind of shit she's gonna be up to just watch you know, your, guard cheeks. your cheeks and your loins and whatever seriously else. anyway it was fun to look at all the stuff and you know daryl kept, kept coming across polaroids he's like why are there so many polaroids of nurses and doctors and i'm like oh that's when paula was in the hospital oh, for God. twisted intestines you know what <sighs> 
mom was the one that insisted I take all the pictures. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, why do I have to take pictures <laughs> while I'm in the hospital? This is not a memorable event, well, you know? She's you such took a, a bunch. sick weirdo. You took, you took one of all of us with visiting you. And then of your favorite nurse, and there's a picture of you leaving the hospital um, with your balloons and your favorite nurse again. And then you took a picture mm-hmm. of the doctor. They adored you, though. You can see on their face. First of all, you had all female staff, which was awesome. Yeah, and except then, for my male surgeon, but yeah. Of course, which I... Oh, there is a picture of him, actually. Jamie, I tell you, I didn't want to take the pictures. They, <laughs> Mom and Paul made me. Well, anyway, there was a lot of them. You probably don't want to see them because it'll remind you of a terrible time. But. I've seen them and I don't want to see them because <laughs> I told you I felt yeah. weird. I'm just like, yeah. this is the most pictures they made me take of anything or had me take of anything. Or like, you know, the time I got baptized, there was like 100 pictures of that. And my yeah. I look like a grasshopper in a pink <laughs> bathing suit. Yes. And, you know, and I'm, everyone else had T-shirts on. I'm like, well, that would have been nice information. So I right? didn't stand there looking like a freaking teenager grasshopper. But Aww. but I'm just like, you know, if you look at the pictures we have, they're always something weird or like mom and Paul eating pizza or like, yeah. I don't know, opening their anniversary gifts in the morning. And I'm just like, God, these are uncomfortable. <laughs> I would agree. In fact, I have another box of those and I don't know why I have just them. Just throw them away. I am. Obviously, mom doesn't want to want them. Right. So it's just like, well, you think we do? Yeah, yeah. We've, we've got an idea of what we'll do with them. Other than your utter disdain for the Polaroids, uh, th- it was interesting to see, like, there's a picture of, um, there's a card that you made with, with all the leaves or little coupons of things, like free hug, free, you know, <laughs> kitchen cleaning. What did I give that to? Well, probably mother, because it's the only thing I can think of. It was this thing that you opened up, and I was like, oh, oh let me nice. guess. There's not a single coupon missing. <laughs> there isn't. <laughs> They're all intact, Paula. Of course they are. They're well, all it's intact. just so beautiful. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, because God forbid you tear out the one that says a free hug. That would require you to touch me. <laughs> then I have it now. Maybe I'll redeem them. Is there an expiration date? Oh, God. I don't want to touch you. Hey! God! <laughs> no, it's not that I don't want to touch you. I just don't like to be touched. I know. You know I None like of us that. do. We're not very physical unless, you know, we're getting laid. Anyway, first comes love, marriage, babies. You um, and I were talking, you you were reading some, um, a mom was struggling with her teething baby, and so you offered yes. some advice, and somebody else offered some other advice, and there's conf- conflict with, like, don't do that, do this, you know, and that is literally the epitome of being a new mother. Oh, God. E- everyone's an asshole, and we have doorknobs. Everybody has an opinion on what you should do, and it's their opinion's the only way to do it, and God forbid you get m- grandmothers involved, siblings sisters best friends i mean it's and it's unending and then you can add books to the matter and now you're thoroughly confused i have to tell you the my first baby i took the advice of of everyone and i regret a lot like i regret a lot of stuff like i've decided i'm not a big fan of spanking i am Mm -hmm. not a big fan of uh letting babies cry themselves to sleep unless absolutely necessary I hate right. it. it. It kills me. And basically, my only advice is if it feels wrong, don't do it. You just yeah. don't do it. Do it. I have so many. Re- I mean, we. I mean, if you're a parent and you have adult children, you have a shit ton of regrets, you mm-hmm. know, tons, because you know that you fucked up and you can see it in the in your kid immediately. You know, you're like, oh, my God, I never should have done that. But you don't know. And so you just do the best you can and you get so much advice. And you mm-hmm. were saying 
there was shit that you were given or purchased because someone told you, you absolutely have to have this thing and it will make your life so much easier, blah, blah, blah. And then you find out they don't. Well, see, I was fortunate because like you, Stephanie and Allison, you guys were literally like like 19, 20 and 21 when you guys had your kids. Right. And I was 27 when Ryan was born. So I was a little older. And so I think that things were not easier, but I guess um, you've lived a little bit more life. And plus, I had had the benefit of helping with your guys' kids. So it wasn't so foreign. Yes. So I felt a little more comfortable. But I do recall people like giving advice like such extreme to the point where it's like they make you feel like you're going to kill your kid if you do something. Right. And so, you know, like they're like, well, what, you know, you can give a Motrin or, you know, this or that. And they're like, oh, God, don't do that. You know, it could it could upset their stomach or it could cause, you know, just be very careful about the dosage. And, da, 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 and like you're like sitting there shaking like, ah, you know, like, right. what am I doing wrong? And then you're like, OK, wait a minute. This is an over the counter infant medication they weigh well over what they're supposed to mm-hmm. i i'm not going to kill them by doing right. this you know no. or, or lots of other things you know where it's just like are they laying on their back are they laying on their right side are they laying on their tummy because you know they're not supposed to lay on their tummy right. or blah, blah, and blah, it blah. changes by the way the opinions every change year all the time every year it changes right. like studies show do not lay your children on their tummy studies show don't lay them on their back lay them on their sides oh i had the wedge paula I had the baby wedge in Tyler in in the in Tyler's crib. Yeah. They had these things called baby wedges and you laid you laid them on them so that they were kind of diagonally so they're not on their back nor are they on their stomach. They're sideways. Yeah. It was I we, and I mean Paul, I thought for sure my son was going to die the first night I brought him home. I mean there was no doubt in my mind. There there's only one thing that I implore every mom to be or dad to be to get and it, it is not advice. It's it's nothing expensive. It is the it's to get used receiving blankets, mm. the flannel ones. Like when you're when you have your baby and they wrap it in those iconic white with blue and pink striped flannel the, receiving oh, blankets. Oh, at the hospital. Yeah, the hospital ones. Those are the best receiving blankets in the world. We stole all of them from whatever. <laughs> yeah, because and they by the way they tell you to go ahead and take them. They they are yeah. not like you know we're gonna charge you for those. And the reason they're so good is because they've been used hundreds and hundreds of times and washed hundreds of times because flannel it gets better with age. It's like leather. Yeah. It goes against every principle of buying everything sanitary and brand new when you have a new baby, mm-hmm. except for these. They are the best. And I, the only reason I knew this, some old lady gave me like six old receiving blankets from the goodwill or from once upon a child or something <laughs> like that, that at your bridal shower when she handed you a brown bag because she had been thrift store shopping that morning <laughs> <laughs> but she gave them to me and she said this is not what you think you will use these till the day you till the day your babies no longer need them and then you will give them to somebody because there is nothing like a flannel receiving blanket that's been used hundreds of times and she was not wrong. I bought new ones because I'm like arrogantly going, well, my son deserves new. Mm-hmm. And I never used them. They were not the same. Really? Yeah. And so the hospital ones, top of the line, best of the best. And they're big too. And they're big because you can swaddle them really good. But mm-hmm. used receiving blankets by far are, is the thing that I tell everybody to do. I'm like, I'm not going to buy them for you because I don't want to go to the store and try to find them. But... If you can, those are the ones you want. 
And it was it's the only suggestion I ever give anybody. So when I got pregnant with Ryan, everyone insisted that I get this boppy pillow. Yeah. It was like the U-shaped pillow yes. with everything. They're like, you will use it for everything. They will lay in it. You'll hold it for when you're breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. You can put them, you know, on the couch. And then when they're ready to sit up, you can wrap it around their waist and they can yeah. sit up. And so... <laughs> I tried using this thing like when I first got it and they're like, okay, well, let's wrap it around your waist and put your baby on it and then you can try breastfeeding. So I was like, uh, you know, I had like had this pillow all around me. And I mean, we tried in every which way to use that pillow. And eventually I think I just flung it across the room. And I'm like, I've had enough. Like, I hate this pillow. It doesn't work. Yeah. So, I, I loved my boppy. I had no luck with it. I love the boppy. And I actually, um, Daryl's, daughter is pregnant and i told her she had to have one but if well, but you're right that here's the, here's the thing there is no tried and true that's the problem there is no tried and true at all even with having a baby it's like well you have to have it vaginally you have to do it without drugs no you don't have as many drugs as you could possibly have definitely schedule a cesarean like there's no there's no right way or wrong way to do it but um definitely all of the items they tell you to collect are they don't work for everyone they just don't unfortunately i will say that multiple diaper bags are essential yeah you know stuff like that but as far as all of the the new up-and-coming trinkets that they think parents need you know it's just it's i don't know how necessary a lot of that stuff is personally but you end up i don't know i think you end up realizing that all of the cool digital you know uh fancy you know contraptions don't really work like they are they work but it's almost more work for your for what you think is going to be convenient and it never really does well actually it's it's funny you say that because they were just coming out with with olivia they were just coming out with those video monitors yeah i didn't get one because i thought it was weird i don't know why well, you just, <laughs> just get up like... and look at your baby whenever you want well, that's what I thought, but plus I'm like I I'm like I'll stay up all night and just stare at her to like well, just to make sure she's bre- she's breathing me or whatever. Me too, me too. And so we just got a regular monitor, but even with that, I still wouldn't sleep because I was kept listening. And Victor's just like, look, he's like, she's just down the hallway. He says, <laughs> we'll leave her door open. We'll leave our door open. He's yeah. like, turn the turn the monitor off. Yeah. He says, you will hear her if she needs something. And you will. And you know what? I never got a baby monitor. Never. So after that, I started sleeping a lot more soundly. Yeah. And then I would wake up when I started hearing her stir. And I'm like, okay, I know she needs to eat. And so right. well, I would go down there. But, ap- but after that, after I turned the monitor off, I'm like, he's right. I, I sleep way more now because I'm not like listening. Because you can always still hear the crackle of the of monitor. Of course. You know what's interesting? Never, ever underestimate the primitive, primal instincts of a parent especially mothers Mm -hmm. it is insane how that thing for most of us kick in the second that baby's born it is crazy Mm -hmm. isn't it it is that's the other thing too is is people don't tell you that there's times where you won't have a connection with your baby right away i know i wish someone had told me that because I felt really guilty. Like you hear these stories. It's just like as soon as he was born, you know, I knew he was mine and I loved him instantly. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, how is that even possible? I'm like, it it literally came out of your vagina. You looked at this puffy, you know, peely looking red faced thing Mm -hmm. and you fell in love with it. I'm like, how is that possible? You know? So with Ryan, I, it took me like a couple weeks, maybe three to four weeks Mm. before I really felt like, you know, he was my son and like he was, you know, 
like a little person. And, you know, because before that, I was just like, I just didn't feel it's not that I didn't care for him, but I knew I was taking care of him and I was responsible for him and he relied on me for everything. But I didn't feel like a bond. Right. And I remember talking to Allison and I said, I just feel really bad. I said, because I don't. I don't feel that automatic love like everybody's talking about. And she's right. just like, well, she's like, you don't really know each other. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not automatic and, you know, stuff for some people. And she's like, it, it does take a little time sometimes for other people. And so I actually felt relieved because I thought I was the only one that was feeling that way. It's not, though. But it's almost like a taboo subject. Like, you know, nobody wants to talk about like, well, you don't love your baby for a few weeks. That's okay. (laughs) You know? (laughs) No, they don't. Because, you know, that's that would be too um, that would be too comforting to mothers who are. Well, it would be it's not romanticizing, you know, the experience. It's actually being like, you know, truthful and and, you know, real. Daryl and I watched the Amy Schumer a series it was like four or five episodes of her having this baby that she had okay. she, she did a H, it's on HBO Max it's I think it's four episodes from conception until the day or two or you know anyway it's the whole pregnancy and I love Amy Schumer so I was watching it and I remember when she was pregnant and how sick she was she had what you had and what mom had it's hypermesis uh-huh. hyperemesis she had hyperemesis and she had it really bad just like you uh-huh. Unfortunately for her, she didn't get the traditional pregnancy that most women have, which is like, yeah, you're sick for a little bit, but then you feel great and you kind of just live your life and then you can't wait to have the, the baby out of your body and you move on. So she was sick from day two until the day that she was getting in for the cesarean because uh-huh. she was so sick that she actually said, I'm not having a natural childbirth any longer i cannot be sick any longer get this baby out of me immediately and so they scheduled her cesarean a couple weeks before she was due because it was Uh just too much anyway there was a point i think she was like 15 16 weeks along she was really Mm -hmm. ill and she was sitting there and she's like you know what? i'm really angry at society right now and they're like why and she's like because they don't they're not honest with you about what pregnancy is is really like they make it sound like oh my god we're pregnant yay and they do the cute little photos and then you're you know oh a little sick for a minute and the next thing is you're in overalls painting your nursery and that's not real <laughs> she's like i'm pissed she's like and also women are expected to suck it the fuck up for 9 solid months as if nothing unusual is going on with their body and she's Mm -hmm. like it really pisses me off and I was like she's not wrong well she has to realize though I mean with hyperemesis that only happens to two percent of of I know yeah to the extremity that she had it I mean that's like lower that's that's like point two percent of the two percent right you're talking such a tiny fraction of people who suffer from hyperemesis so, yes I mean, she is like the rarest of rare which is exactly what dr chan said i was he's like you're the rarest of rare yeah to keep it on the past 20 weeks yeah she only did one hospital stay didn't you only do one uh yeah for eight days yeah, yeah she was in the hospital for five because mm-hmm. they could not get her hydrated mm-hmm. and so uh, did you do the suppositories to stop the vomiting no, actually, nothing ever worked. So um, she did the suppositories and she felt amazing for five days and then it stopped working. And she's like, nothing works. 
No, they gave me um, the medication they give cancer patients that yeah. go through chemo, <laughs> yeah. and it just she didn't work. And my insurance yeah. only approved five pills at a time. Oh my god! And um, but I took like a couple, and they said it's a, it should give you like immediate relief, and it mm-hmm. didn't do anything. Oh my god! And then one time I went to the emergency room, and they gave me an anti-nausea medication called Reglan, mm-hmm. and um, I was allergic to it, and of so course. I started like breaking out in anxiety hives. <sighs> You know, and and I, my blood pressure went up, my temperature went up, and I was just like, Bleh! you know, and so they're just like, great, we got a pre- crazy pregnant lady and, you know, room number, blah, 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 who's like, you know, freaking having out. a freak out, and yeah. she's puking all over the place. You know what I mean? so it was just- insane. Yeah, watching her go through it was, it was almost traumatic because it was like watching you go through it again. Mm-hmm. It was just difficult, and there was like, you know, and Daryl was absolutely enthralled, which was interesting because I didn't think he'd find it of interest at all. And he totally did. He, he wow. was like, this is fascinating. And I said, I know. And it, I said, and I don't know why other than it's so incredibly real about what pregnancy is like, even if you're she had an unusual pregnancy like you did. But mm-hmm. the premise of everything is still there. They're still fighting about stuff that's, you know, that normal husbands and wives fight about. Like there was just a lot of other things going on. And what I really took from it, honestly, was one, I did not treat myself very well when I was pregnant because I was so stubborn and I was so unwilling to have pregnancy affect me in any way. I don't like feeling vulnerable. I don't like feeling like I need help or support. And so watching it, I was like, Jesus Christ, I was really hard on myself when I was pregnant. Like, I really It makes it a lot worse if you don't take care of yourself. Yeah, I took care of myself, but on my terms, you know what I mean? Well, that's what I mean is if you weren't getting enough sleep, if you weren't, you know, relaxing, if you weren't keeping low stress and, you know, just eating what you felt like eating. I mean, I'm not saying like pigging out, but eating, eating healthily, not, you know, minimizing your meals like you would, you know, normally and, you know, just things like that. My problem was I never ate. And I still don't. And that that was an issue. But I didn't. Well, that's huge. Yeah. No kidding. And so it was, you know, because of this, the world we live in, like, even with my last one, I gained 14 pounds. And they're like, that's not acceptable. <laughs> like, no, that's not all, all baby. That's all baby. You know, you're not gonna have the energy to push her out and what you saw what happened. So mm-hmm. anyway, fascinating and i definitely would say to new moms take care of yourself it's so it's such a short period of time where you have to be selfish and we're just not we're just not it's not normal to feel like we're allowed to be selfish right even with self-care with anything whether it's mental or physical it's like god forbid a woman take a time to you know go to the spa or or do something and suddenly you know who do you think you are you know it's not cool you can still do everything you need to do, but just do it a little slower, right. you know, and, mm-hmm. and have a snack. You know, like, actually, my pregnancy with Ryan was a thousand times better than Olivia. And yeah. you would have, you, who would have thought your first pregnancy would be better than your second? But with really? Ryan, you know, I just, you know, when I started to feel a little nauseous, I would have a snack. I, always, I would always eat peanuts and then sip a Pepsi. And I know that you're not supposed to have caffeine or whatever, but I'm like, eh, I don't care. But it would make my stomach feel better. And so I would not throw up. And then, you know, if I got tired, I'd shut my door, shut my blinds and take a nap for 45 minutes at lunchtime. Yeah. And um, if I didn't feel good in the afternoon, then I'd leave a half an hour early or whatever. Right, right. And just things like that. And then when I got home, if I was just not feeling good, I'm like, well, I'm not cooking dinner tonight. So I guess we're going to, 
either have soup or whatever, or you can go get a hamburger or hamburgers for us or whatever. But yeah. the other thing too is with the hyperemesis, I wouldn't be surprised if she had some sort of underlying condition because it was shortly after I had Olivia, like only a couple years, I got diagnosed with celiac disease. Oh. So I wouldn't, I would not be terribly surprised if that was part of the issue I had. If she has an um, autoimmune or something. Or she's got something because I think mine may have been uh, magnified when I was pregnant. And mm. I, that could have been causing some of the problems. I, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not a doctor, obviously. No. But part of me wonders if that's why I got I had such a problem Maybe. with my pregnancy and my my illness. Yeah. So wow. because I. I had celiac. I got diagnosed literally like three years later. I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, well, I don't know if you're interested in watching it, but if you want to, you should. It's pretty interesting, and I liked it. I thought it was really, really way better than I expected. All right, let's do some ugly and awkward moments of the week. Yes, I do. Is it the beans okay. again? Because you've done that one twice. I did that one twice? Yeah. Why didn't you remind me? Because I, because you were in it and it was cute and I didn't want to like interrupt you. But I just, you know it's not That's that one problem. though, right? I get confused sometimes <laughs> because I'll tell a story to like the kids mm-hmm. and then I can't remember if it was you I told or if it was the kids so that I'll tell it again. And then ugh, I need to start writing down like a diary <laughs> so you I can should. keep track of who I talk to. I'm I need to make a mind. note. Just make a note. Paula's notes. I'm telling you, it's the lack of sleep in this quarantine. I'm just... <laughs> it's insane. I can't remember who I talk to. Sometimes I talk to myself and I don't know if I've talked to somebody else about it. <laughs> I have to tell Victor. I'm like, did I already tell you this? He's like, no. I'm like, okay. Okay. So, I know. Just got to start conversations that way. Did I already tell you this? <laughs> like I've told you, Bo has been having issues with his uh, glucose levels lately. Um, yes. So I usually try and take it like right before he eats to see where he's at. And... Um, Sometimes I'll do it while he's eating um, just because he's distracted because I have to do the where you do the whole poke and then it bleeds and then you put it on the test strip and then it'll breed into the little meter thing. And so I was squatted down next to him and I was doing it because his elbows are really good for it. They're like dry and exposed. I don't know why. But anyways, I didn't know dogs had elbows anyway. So I was trying to like get at his elbows and he like paused eating and he just kind of stood there and I'm like... (laughs) I'm like, all right, I won't do it now. Like, just go ahead, eat in oh. peace. Because he was kind of looking at like, go ahead, just He's do like, what you have I'm to do. eating. Really? He's like, just go ahead and do what you have to do so I can get back to enjoying my meal. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'm like, I won't do it right now. Because that's when I also give him a shot. And he's just like, you already gave me my shot. Just do what you have to do so we can so I can go back and just enjoy the one shitty thing I enjoy every day. And so I was this like, food. I won't do it now. So I scooted back and I had um, the poker in one hand and then the the uh, thing in my other with the that reads the glucose stick and so I went to go stand up and so I got up like on both feet and then my knees were bent and so I went to go stand up but I guess my weight wasn't distributed correctly because I tipped backwards oh no (laughs) and I was just like whoa whoa." (laughs) then I realized I was gonna fall like no but I wasn't stood up all the way but I was like squatted I was like like in the position like I had just done a low squat. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, my God, I'm really going to fall here. And so I fell backwards and I landed literally like on the top of my butt tailbone. But what was funny is 
you know when people fall like really hard, like things fly off of them? Well, the <laughs> recorder and the, the other thing like flew out of my hands. And like I remember laying on my back and I saw it sliding across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> The other one was like went into the, the dining room. Oh my god, violent! <laughs> and I was laying there, and I'm like, I started laughing. Oh, I would have because I. And then I looked backwards to make sure nobody was in there because I was just like, oh my god. I'm like, there's no one in there. Thank God. And so, <laughs> but I wasn't sure if I had made a noise or something, so I tried to get out quickly because I thought any minute the kids were going to run Someone's and be like, Oh, are you, you okay? Yeah, you they're going to hear. Thank God nobody did. But then again, I'm just like, what if I had really hurt myself? Then what would I have done? You know, what? What? Do, are the bar- the dogs going to bark and be like, you know, Timmy, somebody fell in the well. <laughs> Anyways, I laughed really hard. And I'm just like, why did I do that? I'm like, is this what getting old is? Or is this a lack of sleep? Or am I just clumsy? I don't I, know I'm what. fairly certain it's a utter lack of sleep. So I picked up my things and I... <laughs> Went back, but then like a couple hours later, I was just like, ow, I'm like, my body's sore. Oh, no. <laughs> so I just, uh, I was so embarrassed. But I mean, fortunately, no one saw me, but, well, you know, even, but even Pablo didn't even run up to me. He was scarfing down on his, you but know. But you knew, and that's food. all that mattered. Yeah, it, you I knew. did, but I was sore. So I was just like, God. That's a good one, actually. You haven't had an awkward moment like that in a while. Mm. Nice to know you're still awkward. Yeah, mine was at the beach. At first, I thought my awkward moment would be when I was naked in bed and the guy came in. But that that was it was awkward for all of us. It wasn't just awkward for me. So that's that was funny. It was funny. But no, this happened at the beach. I told you that this big pod of dolphins had shown up uh, right near shore and they were jumping around and playing. And there was probably four or five of them. And it was really cool. And by the way, when dolphins in real life, you know, are there and they jump out, Mm -hmm. they're huge. Like, they're big. Are they really? I had no idea how big a dolphin was in the wild. They are significant. I was like, that dolphin does not look like Flipper. That is a very different sized animal. But it was definitely, they were dolphins. Well, they can kill sharks. So, I yes. mean. Well, that's where, where, usually why they show up around humans is they're protecting hmm. the humans. So, we decided to go down to the shoreline to see if we could get a closer view because they were kind of hanging around. And we're like, oh, my God. So, we run. We go to the shoreline, we kind of followed them down along with everyone else. We're all kind of, you know, walking to to watch them because it was quite a display. And then they were gone. And so we're like, oh, okay. So we're going back and we're walking. And the sand on this beach is very, very thick. And it's really nice and warm. And it's, you know, it was really nice. So I'm walking and I'm not even thinking a thing of it. Well, there are, there are items that are underneath the sand, like rocks. Ow. I'm walking and there's a and I'm kind of dragging because it feels good, you know, so I'm kind of dragging my feet and I hit a rock dead on. Like when you stub your toe on a like a bed or something, I hit it dead on, but it wasn't my big toe. It was the one right next to it. Oh, is that one longer than your big toe? Um, like a little. Yeah, minus two. Yeah, I would. They say that means something. I don't know. I, how does even people discover those things? Like, if your big your toe next to your big toe is longer, I'm like, who the fuck studied this shit? Get a life! <laughs> so I'm like, ow! And he and Daryl's like, oh my god, what happened? I'm like, I just hit my toe so hard on a rock, and I knew it wasn't glass or anything. It felt like a big 
clumpy rock that I hit. I can't believe you told him. I would have been like, nothing. Oh, no, it was. It I was will a- never admit to anything. Oh, <laughs> below the ankle. That would require someone to want to look. And I'd be like, no one's looking at anything. Right. And so, it, well, and please, are you kidding? There was arguments ensued afterwards. So I'm like, no. And so he's <laughs> well, like, let me see it. No. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck off. No, I'm not. No. And so we're walking. And I was like, God damn, that really stung. And so I look down. Is it bleeding? It is bleeding gushing blood ah! and i have almost an i would say it's a half inch long cut right below the cuticle Ooh. and it's the kind of blood you get where it's like that goopy blood it's not like yeah, you know like so it was coagulated. like gooping out like oil and i was like okay this is unacceptable and daryl's like let me see it and i go get away from me I'll deal with this. I'm like, He's like I well, can handle a cut. He goes, well, here's a napkin. I'm like, okay, look, my toe isn't hanging off or anything. It's just, a, I mean, it hurts, but you know, whatever. So I should have said, actually, do we have any eyes? I think I might need to take it to the hospital. <laughs> so <laughs> I got some ice. I got some water. I rinsed it off. And I'm like, okay, that's a fairly significant injury. Nothing that's going to require a doctor. But I need to keep, I need to get it clean and, you know, whatever. So I wrapped it up and I just, we just went on with our day. And then Daryl would not stop. He's like, well, how is it? And I'm like, why are you so obsessed with this? Stop it. Leave me you alone. like a freak book fetish, you grody. I mean, I already am embarrassed that it's my leg hand. I don't. You shouldn't have said anything from the start. That was Paula, your mistake. It was very painful. <laughs> it was not something I could just walk off. It was hurting. And there was blood everywhere. I couldn't just say, oh, don't mind me. You know, I'll walk around fine. with a bloody stump if it includes a foot. I'll be like nothing. <laughs> but you know what? You guys aren't like us. We bring, we literally have a red bag and we fill it with every medication, band-aid, <laughs> you know, yeah. hydrogen peroxide. But that's because we still have children. And it's like, I'm like a combat medic. I have oh, everything sure. ready in that bag. And, and I'm like the freaking guy who won't carry a gun, but I'll like run and, you know, help every soldier on the field. I got everything. <laughs> yeah, so that was my awkward moment. And I'm just like, I'm, and I'm, of course, I'm the only one. I'm the only one that hurts themselves on the one part of my body that I would rather not exist. It's horrible. What do you think you were to do? Cut your vagina on the rock? I mean. <laughs> well, that would have been unusual, wouldn't it? I'm bleeding. Oh, never mind. It's just my period. No, I'm just on my period. Never mind. I need a tampon. Stat. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's my awkward moment. That is funny. All right. Well, that's all I have. Yeah, I think that's all I have for this week, too. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Enjoy your rest of your weekend. If you have any feedback or comments or messages to give to us, uh, contact us through Facebook or our main page, UglyTruth.com. And uh, we'll be happy to hear from you or respond to you or whatnot. Other than that, we'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.